that's when I realized that I might want to go back to nine to five and stop freelancing altogether. Welcome to the Profitable Graphic Designer Podcast. My name is Katie Sandel, and this episode was brought to you by Aventive Academy, an online business education platform that helps brand, graphic, and web designers get more clients, increase their pricing, and build a profitable design business. You can find out more about starting and growing your freelance design business at aventiveacademy.com. I've always wanted to be a freelance graphic designer, but that's only because I didn't know what exactly goes into freelancing. And I thought that basically as a freelance graphic designer, you don't have a boss, you work for yourself, you have a flexible hours and schedule, and you're just doing the creative work. I never even thought about having to figure out what exactly to put in my portfolio how to word sentences on my website, nor how to write proposals, contracts, how to post on social media, and so much more. But I quickly figured out that freelancing is way more than I thought. And I also realized that not every graphic design business is what we would like to have. So for example, when I started freelancing, I heavily focused on logo designs and it was amazing until I got like four logo designs for construction companies. Like I wanted to die. <laughs> they all looked the same. All my clients sounded the same and it was just super boring. That's when I realized, oh, well, I am not sure that I want to be a logo designer. So I kind of expanded and added more stuff such as website design, flyers, and I was not so much focused on logo designs only anymore. And my goal was always, now this is business related, was always to grow my business to the levels where I would have a design studio. So that would mean that I'm the boss and then I have a manager and then I would have web designer, web developer, graphic designer, brand designer, so something similar that I have now. A little bit different and I'll talk more about that and you know so I really really wanted to have that like physical location a studio and I even imagined how our office is gonna look like what kind of desks monitors we're going to have and like everything everything once I figured out exactly how I want my business to look like in the future, I sat down and wrote a business plan I wrote every single role we would need in the business I you know, really made that plan on how to get there. Like, who is that that I'm going to hire first? Then who's going to be my next employee? Who's going to be my third? And so on. And then when my business was growing and getting to the points where I started hiring, I realized, oh my God, this is not what I want. So many people started to depend on me in a sense, not just those employees, but maybe their families, 
because of the salary that I provide. So I had to make sure that we bring in enough clients, that we charge enough, that we land those clients. There was so much pressure. And then I was like, uh, 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 that's not what I want. So I do not want to have a studio, but I also don't want to do everything by myself. And that's when I figured out that here is this kind of like a business model. It's called like floating company. So I, that, that's what I have at the moment. So floating company means that I have my own business, but I also outsource and hire contractors based on my needs. So for example, if I land a new client tomorrow, I will look online, probably on like Behance or Instagram for graphic designers who can help me, who can join my team. And then we deliver the product, the services, the brand to the client. So I would look for web designer, web developer, brand strategist, brand designer. I mean, I already now know all those people. I know exactly who I'm going to go to when, you know, I get a new client. But then, you know, I realized, okay, so I do not want to have a studio. I want to have a floating agency. So I think that it's really important for all of us to imagine what is that that we want and then try it out and see if that works for us. And if it doesn't, see how we can change that because not every business is what we want to have. Not every business is exactly what we would love to have and that we would enjoy. And it's really, really important to reflect on that and think about that, maybe even maybe not daily, but weekly for sure. And where is that that you're headed? Like, what? where do you see yourself in two to five years? The other really important thing to think about is who you want to work with in terms of who you want your clients to be. Because as mentioned, when I was heavily focused on logo designs and when I got those three construction or four construction logo designs, my clients were all men, and I mean, nothing wrong with that, but they all sounded the same. Nobody cared too much about their brand. They just needed a logo. They just needed something for their construction company. You know, for example, if you work with a fashion brand or let's say Vitamins, a company that has vitamins as their wellness products or something like that, they care way more about their brand. They know that a brand can make or break them. And they will care a lot about fonts and colors and packaging and whatnot, while a construction company does not care about that at all. So as mentioned, it's really, really important to think about what is the type of clients you want to work with, because really, whatever you want is possible. Like if you want to get a skincare client, you can get that. And that's that's what I'm getting now the most, because that's what I focus on. That's what I love. You know, if you want to do branding for the food industry, you'll get there maybe not tomorrow in a month, but in six months for sure. So it's very important to be very intentional about your business and what is that that you want. Also, you need to have all your systems and processes in place in order to be a successful either freelance graphic designer or business owner owning a design studio. However, like you have to know what happens when a client contacts you, what happens when a project is too complex, like how you're going to deliver all the files. What about scheduling Instagram posts? Like when do you connect with people on LinkedIn? There's so much that goes into freelancing and 
we might not even know if that's for us unless we try it and until we do it. <laughs> so don't be afraid of it. Just go for it and you'll see eventually what is that that works for you, what is that that doesn't work for you, and what is that that you want to work on, who you want to work with, and what kind of business you want to build for yourself. For example, over time, I realized that there are so many graphic designers that are way better than I am. And I kind of was not even into the design industry anymore. In a sense, I was way better as an art director and as negotiating and talking with clients. So that's the role that I took. So basically, I am now the CEO and brand strategist while I hire brand designers. So when someone comes to us, like, let's say, fill out the form on our website, I would reach out to them, talk to them make the sale, close the deal, and then bring them in and then hire a brand strategist and brand designer who can help me while I do brand strategy. But I also like to have a team of people so that we can work together on that brand. And I don't design as much as I used to, but when a brand designer delivers, let's say a logo and like, you know, colors, fonts, or maybe even website design to me, for the client, I can see the mistakes and I can see what needs to be changed, not just in terms of mistakes, but I would be like, oh, this green maybe doesn't match this, I don't know, like client's vision or something. Let's change it to darker shade. This font is too strong. Let's, you know, find a font that's a little bit more thin and so on. But maybe I wouldn't be able to do that from scratch. So this works perfectly for me. I love it. It's something I live for. And I finally built the business that I love having. And now to take you a little bit at the beginning, and this is something I realized just a couple of years ago, and that is that we also have to think about our lifestyle. And what is that that we personally want. For example, when I got my daughter two years ago, I really needed the flexibility. I needed to, I don't know, work maybe an hour or two per day instead of 10 or 12 as I used to, because, you know, I had a baby at home and my husband is working full time. So I needed to figure out how how would I be able to work only a couple of hours a day and to make the same amount of money? So I started outsourcing like virtual assistants, managers, and now I have an amazing manager and virtual assistant. She helps with everything. She posts on our social media. She even talks to clients sometimes. She would help me with website copy. She would help me with other contractors. For example, she would talk with the brand designers. She would talk with the web designers. She would talk with developers, with ad specialists. So basically, she is new me, <laughs> and I don't have to be in my business as much. And also, as you know, we have Aventive Academy, which is an online platform for graphic designers, and we develop online courses. And that is something that I do, and I love that, and I enjoy it. And it's something I can do on a super flexible basis, where it doesn't matter if I work at 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. And even when I work with clients as a service-based business, as a service provider, I can still work at 3 a.m., 3 p.m. It really doesn't matter. However, to me, it was really, really important to have that flexibility and hire people, outsource, and 
really be able to travel, work from home, work from coffee shops, co-working places, in front of daycares, or at a pool. It doesn't matter. But I really, really wanted to be super flexible where I can take even a month off and nothing changes. And that's exactly what happened. Last year, I took three months off and everything was great. The business was still going. And this year, I literally took a month off. Like the whole January, I didn't do anything. So yeah, I built a business around my lifestyle and around my preferences and how I want to live my life. And like with that flexibility, I also... You've probably heard about Calendly. So it's basically a platform where you can send a link to your clients and then they can book a call with you. Well, I don't have that platform. Like that platform just simply wouldn't work for me because that means that my clients would control my schedule and they would be able to book a call with me whenever I put that I'm available. I I still, even even if I'm available, I don't want them to pick my schedule. So I always send an email. I am available Tuesday, 2 p.m., Wednesday, 9 a.m., Thursday, anytime between, I don't know, noon and 5 p.m. Basically, I do give them enough options that they can choose from, but it's still something that I am choosing. It's not something that they can just click on that Calendly link and schedule a call with me. Another thing that helped with flexibility is the passive income. And that is like we developed a few paid PDFs, such as Ideal Client Blueprint, also like the best health and wellness fonts, something like typography related. And those are all PDFs that my potential clients can buy before they start working with me. I'm also an author and I wrote a book called Brand Fix, which is a brand strategy guide for busy entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, that's that's how I make money on the side. <laughs> I mean, it's still business. It's not on the side, but it does help. At least pays, you know, for, let's say, one of my contractors on a monthly basis. Now, don't get me wrong. Passive income doesn't mean you just sit next to a pool and the money is coming in. No, passive income is actually really active. You still have to promote those products. You have to post on social media about them. You maybe even have to run ads to make sales. For example, I'm running ads on in, on um, Amazon and that is for my book. And then, you know, let's say I spend $100 and then I make $250 and then I spend $500 and then I make $2,000 and so on. But it's really, really active. So yeah, there are so many things that come into building a profitable graphic design business. And remember, there are three things to focus on. One is your lifestyle, like flexibility and all that. Second one is if you want to build a studio and have a team of, you know, full-time or part-time employees, so you all can work on one project or to have a floating agency where you outsource and hire based on your needs at that moment when you get a client. And the third thing is to focus on the types of clients you want to work with. Like if that's a skincare, then focus on getting a skincare client. If that's a restaurant rebranding for a restaurant, then focus on talking to restaurant owners, managers, and so on. So yeah, those three things are really, really important when building your freelance graphic design business because everything depends on that. 
It depends if you will have a business that you love having or something that you might you know, consider even going back to working nine to five, such as how I did when I started building the design studio that I didn't like having. So yeah, I hope that this episode was helpful to you and that you will be able to make decisions based on what you want, because remember, everything is possible. Thank you for joining us today on The Profitable Graphic Designer. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at at Aventive Academy, where we share tips, stories, and resources on how to grow a successful freelance brand, graphic, or web design business. See you there.